What's up, everyone? This is uh, episode 56 of the TorontoGameDose.com podcast. Um, one of your hosts, Steve, the main dude behind TorontoGameDose.com. Uh, joining me, as always, is Brett from Hard Circle. Yo, yo, yo. And proposing <laughs> Dan is back as well. Hey. I always say as always, but you did miss that one episode, so maybe I should I should change that. I think I'm a staple that people expect to hear, so you can continue with as always. As always. But then I say composing Dan's back as well as if he's has only been like here a few times. True. In comparison to Brad, <laughs> I guess I have only been a few times. Relative. Um, let's just go straight into hype time. Hey, hey. Brad. Yeah. What's going on with Game Dev Drinks this week? Uh, well, we're having an event on Wednesday, October 19th from 7 till probably 10, even though I have to leave a little early. But the event will still go on. Um, we're going to have no speakers, but we're doing a game demo night. So I don't have a name for the event or anything like that. It's just called Game Demo Night of Awesomeness. And pretty much it's just a bunch of studios from the GTHA area. So we have, like, myself will be there. Uh, so Hard Circle will be there. Uh, Phantom Compass will be there. Okay. Uh, New World Interactive. Uh, Oddbirds. Um, who else is going to be there? I think that's if oh uh, Moonray Studios and uh, SHG will be there, and then we have a bunch of student games that are going to be showing up also. So uh, Disco is Dead will be there. Um, this game called Imperion, and there's another game. There's a bunch of there's a bunch like there's a bunch of student games coming out, and most of the student games are probably not going to be like super polished because they want to get early uh, hands on. So you're going to see super early alphas. Maybe even just prototype ideas there too. So that's the the bigger studios will have their pretty much probably an alpha build of whatever they're currently working on, and then the students will have whatever they have to. And it'll be oh, a night of just um, playing demos and uh, drinking beers, having food, and hanging out and playing games. Boom! And where where is it? It'll be at the pheasant pheasant plucker. That's uh, like twenty Augusta Street in Hamilton. Uh, if you're taking the go bus, it's like. Or train. It's like right from. It's like two blocks from the go station, um, and yeah, it's on the second floor, from seven till about probably ten. Yeah, and it's this Wednesday, October nineteenth. Yep. So if you're listening to this after October nineteenth, maybe pay attention to the next podcast where we talk about all the games we play. Yep. It should be a pretty good night because, like, yeah, it should be. I think, uh, and we'll have some giveaways too. I have some. Uh, oh. I think we're going to have some giveaways. I have some. Uh, 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 Alex gave me some um, uh, keys for Fate Tectonics, oh, so sick. I have like like three or four, I think I have four or four or five of those to give away. And I think I think New World might be giving out something for their Infamous game. I don't know, um, but there should be some giveaways going going on. Do you mean Insurgency? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I don't know why I said Infamous. That's a great game, Infamous. though. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah, but, uh, Insurgency will be. Yeah, I think they're actually going to have their newest. <clears throat> they have like a like a kind of an update to it coming out. It's still called Insurgency, I think, right? But it's I forget now. There's going to be a lot of games there, so it'll be a fun night. It's free. It's all yeah. It's free also, so you can just show up and have a beer, tip the waitress, and have a good time. 
Boom. And that's all I got for hype time because that's all I've been really working on. You're such a stage comedy guy, like to tell me to tip my waitress when I'm not even there yet. <laughs> yep. Day of Infamy, that's the new game, isn't it? From Insurgency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. I hate to, I hate to go to show that game there, so. Nice. And there might be a maybe some other people will show with games too. I told like there's we have a lot of uh power and stuff, so if people or other students who didn't like sign up with me, just bring your game. <laughs> we'll still play it. Oh, Devin, uh friend of the site, reviewer of games. Uh he'll yep. be bringing his mobile audio game as well. Yep. So that'll be there. Um someone else said they're bringing something too. Like it was nonchalantly sent to me on Twitter. It was like, yeah, I'm just going to bring it. I'm like, sure. <laughs> nice. That's going to be sweet. It should be. Yeah. Are you guys coming? Yeah. Actually, I was going to ask you if I could do like videos and stuff. And I don't care. All right. There you go. Scoop. Yeah. Um, Dan or Brett, do you have anything else you want to hype up? Or I think, uh, oh, shoot. Oddbirds is going to be showing their... Uh, a new, single player new level, right? Campaign, uh, yeah. No, campaign mode oh. is going to be shown, shown there. Nice. Oh, nice. So if you guys have been following that game, uh, yeah, there's going to be – uh, yeah, we're going to get exclusive look at uh, campaign mode. Scoop. Beauty. Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> exclusive stuff's going on at this event. <laughs> Actually, I'm super happy about the event because I'll tell – I'm going to tell a story. Are we done hype time? Uh, not done hype story time, time. But, tell, but story. You could be story time to it. All right, story time behind why this event happened. <laughs> so I asked like so many people to be the October speaker, and like some said yes, and then they bailed out, and some were like, "Oh, I can't," you know. It's the thing that normally happens, and all the thing is, I have backups for backups, so all my backups were flaking out too, and um, which is fine. Um, November is going to be fun, but. Uh, I had no, I didn't know what to do because I'm sitting there I'm like, well, I don't want to do my talk yet. Like, there's no need for that. So uh, I, I sat there and I'm like, you know what? Let's do a game. Like, let's just see if we can do our own kind of like weird bit bizarre. Like, that's the whole idea of it. it was kind of like I was thinking about like what bit bizarre is and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe we could do that and just see if people will want to show their games off and have a little bit of a fun night of games. So I just like mailed everyone I know. <laughs> And they came through. Like, I was actually quite surprised. It was, su- it was super, super short notice. Like, super short notice. Like, yeah. I just put it all together, like, last week. You know? And it's, like, tom- like we're three days away or whatever. And a lot of the people who came on board is, like, I'm super thankful for that. Because it was last minute. Like, for them to just be like, yeah, okay, we can set up a booth. You know? It was like, wow. Thanks, guys. So, yeah. It was super last minute. So. Nice. Well, that was a couple together. tables up in there, eh? Hmm? I need a couple tables, a couple more tables, maybe. Oh, I think we have enough space, and we should have enough power. Like, I'm going to send out an email later just to tell everyone to make sure they bring, you know, power strips and extension cords because we might have to daisy chain a couple things. But where each one of the TVs are that are there, there's power near them, so we should be able to. We should be pretty fine. So bring your extension cords. Yep. Um, But that's it. That's all. It was an interesting last minute thing to put together. So. I feel bad for the person who has to follow that up in November. Oh, if I get the person who's going to do November to do it, then it won't be that bad. It'll be, It'll be pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, still in hype time. Dan. Nope. <laughs> nope. 
All right, that's fine. Uh, I do have one thing. <laughs> is this? We talked about this last year, actually. Uh, but it's the uh, what do we actually call it? Imagine Native uh, Conference. Let me actually find out what it's called. Brett, you were supposed Yo. to be involved in this. Imagine Native Original yeah. Indigenous uh, is the world's largest presenter of Indigenous screen content. We are a registered charity committed to inspiring and connecting communities through the original Indigenous film and media arts. Our festival tour and year-round uh, initiatives showcase, promote, and celebrate Canadian international Indigenous filmmakers and media artists and create a greater understanding of Indigenous people, culture, and artistic expressions. Uh, this is going between October 19th to 23rd. You can see everything at imaginative.org. Uh, it is at 401 Richmond Street West, so downtown Toronto, basically. Nice. Brad, are you going to go to this here? Uh, what day was it you said? Uh, the 19th to 23rd. Let me just see my calendar here. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, actually, I think I'm open that weekend, so I might go. I'll try and get my, sneak my way in there. Megan uh, Byrne, I believe, a uh, friend of the site, she did a, She was at the show last year, showcase yep. the game. She's going to go again this year, and she's probably going to join us on the podcast either next week or the week after to talk about it. So, Cool. You don't know. We'll have a reporter on on scene, but um, you can check that out. Yeah, I'm going to try and go because uh, I went last year. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I took in a, a panel as well while I was there, so I'm going to probably do that again. Actually, and then friendly reminder as well: the Game on Ventures is also next week, October 20th to 21st. Word. So you check that out. Uh, is there any last uh, any other things we want to hype up before we go on? Um, well, Trontaro's at the end of the month, too, so always nice to mention that one. Yeah, that's true. I still haven't gone. I think I'm, I'm, I think <coughs> I'm going to go this this month. It's, it's at the, the get 26th. Well, right? Hmm? It's yeah, at the, the get well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to go because, oh, actually, no, I'll be in Ajax. I won't be able to go. Mm. doing comedy in Ajax. You want to hype up your comedy yet? Uh, nope. All right. Let's go to news Even though time. I did a I did an awesome event last yesterday, so I was actually I'll talk. Well, I don't want to talk. I don't I don't think people want to hear about it, but it was an awesome event because right. like it was this random. Okay, so I was on Facebook. It happened like a couple months ago, and there's this post for uh, this comedy fest called the Tiny Deck Comedy Fest. Mm-hmm. So, and it's the third one. You can laugh at Tiny Deck all you want. There was a lot of funny <laughs> dick jokes all day, um, so I signed up for it. And uh, they don't like I'm only on my fourth month, so I signed up like when I was just like month two of doing comedy. And uh, so she originally was like, "We don't know who you are. Like, can you send in a demo tape or anything like that?" And I just responded back like, "I have no demo tape, <laughs> but if you want to come to Hamilton to see me do this at Yuck Yucks or." Um, something along where I can come closer and do some a set out there. And she never got back to me, right? So months go by and then all of a sudden I get this email. Actually I didn't even get an email. It was just a uh what is it a tag on Facebook that's like, you're on the show now. And I'm like, oh great. And I'm doing the bullet, which is bullet means uh first performer up. Ooh. So um yeah, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna do this. So pretty much what the this event was, it's stand-up comedy in their backyard so they laid a tarp out and they set up the sound system and everyone just came in with their like patio chairs and stuff <laughs> we just did a comedy uh comedy festival and it was like food and tons of beer and stuff so it was like the craziest 
coolest little event I've done so far. And uh, yeah, it was a great time. Like it was, it was just, it was really interesting. I wanted, I wanted to do it just because uh, it's something different that I can actually. I'll talk about that like for a long time. Like yeah, that was a crazy event that I've done. Mm. It was, and it was beautiful weather yesterday. So was it free? Uh, yeah, I think you could have just showed up as long as you just showed up. So wait a sec. So it was just, it was just in this person's backyard. Yep. And they were concerned that they didn't know who you were. Yep. <laughs> like that you were in a like like a notable comic. Yep. That's that's funny. Yep. So me and they wanted uh, a demo tape. Yeah. <laughs> for a backyard party. Yep. For free. That's funny. Yep. So they put me on. I I actually it ended up I I went second. Because they put an improv uh, act before me because they had to go early so or they had to leave the event early. So I went second, but I still was technically the bullet for the stand-up comedy portion. Mm. So, yeah, it was fun, though. Yeah, and I didn't send a demo or anything like that because I don't have one. So hey, You got a couple laughs, right? Oh, yeah. It was, it was, I, had, I did 10 minutes of just everything, nice. all kinds of stuff. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. But uh, it's probably the most fun event I've done so far in my f- Young, young, young career. Oh, there'll be many more. I think I'm so. Sure. I, I want to do another one. Like it's just like, yeah, let's do more on the patio. <laughs> you come to my backyard. Oh, actually, we should do one in your backyard. You have all the audio. I got a tiny backyard, though. Yeah, we'll just call it the tiny, <laughs> the tiny backyard. <laughs> the we'll micro deck. The micro deck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've news news time, off. news time. Yeah, we've gone off the rails. <laughs> news, news, news. That's news. Yeah. Um, got like four things here, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Number one. Yeah. Rumbo Deluxe. Uh, we kind of talked about this last last week, actually, but Rumbo Deluxe is out this month uh, on October 25th. That's the sort of... The Rumbo, all of its DLC and the soundtracks, uh, all kind of grouped into one package and re- released in retail. Uh, it'll be thirty dollars American, so probably forty dollars here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Shante as well will be a free DLC character that comes out with the <clears throat> deluxe release. Um, but I think I might buy it just for. I don't even have a Wii U, but you know, I was thinking of just buying it too. Yeah, for you, like, is this going to be your first retail release? It'll be, it'll be my first retail. There you go. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I might just buy it just to kind of have it. Be cool. Well, I guess actually, I guess uh, technically not, but first, yeah, the first like major console, that's for sure. Why? What else? What else have you? Well, it's just the. um, Actually, I'm not sure if if Supreme Ruler had had retail copies. Did they? Um, Technically, yes. Way back in the day, right. Yeah, I'm counting this as my first. <laughs> uh, however, bad news is that Rumble Pocket, which was the 3DS version, uh, has been delayed till quarter one of next year. No! Quote, development on Rumble Pocket, especially the online functionality, took a few turns we didn't expect. Rather than rush out a game that we didn't feel was up to our standards, we decided to delay would be better if it meant we could focus on improving the quality of the game itself. Yeah, that's a good call. It's always the best call. Yeah. You, don't want to, you don't want to rush out a turd. Not for sure. And actually, we're going to be talking about delays again later in this episode. But uh, Not that it would be one by any means, obviously. But, you know, you want to make it the best that you can. Like, I, 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 in my, if I was a developer right now, I'd be scared. 
because of all the crap that went down with Nomad's Guy and all the people just just unloading on that game. Yeah. And I've been focusing a lot of attention on it because I'm kind of curious what happens to the whole Sean Murray thing and if he'll come back and if he'll start talking, you know, lots of people are saying odd things like apparently the Hello Games like studio is is, is abandoned and vacant and stuff. And oh, really? Yeah, apparently. I mean, it's probably just because if I was, you know, if I was in their position, I'd be working from home. I wouldn't be in the studio because I'd know that there'd be, you know, sort yeah. of beat reporters in the video game scene wanting to, to talk and whatnot and you'd probably get bombarded. Like it's it's bad, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, not not obviously they're not doing this because of that. They're not delaying the game because of any of that kind of stuff. I'm sure they just want to make it the best that it can be, and because they're you know really uh, dedicated to that, and and that just makes sense. But uh, if I was a dev, I would definitely be making sure I got the best thing out the door possible. Mm-hmm. Even though you should always be thinking that, but you know. Yeah, yeah, but I know, you know, you know the era that we're living in right now with all the pre-orders and whatnot, people just releasing stuff that's half done, mm. broken. Uh, another yeah. thing with Rumble Pocket is that it actually won't have any local multiplayer either. So, quote, uh, now making this system a reality meant focusing on online connectivity over the new Nintendo 3DS local connectivity. While this now means no street pass or local multiplayer, focusing on online multiplayer will allow players to have more options about where to play, when to play, and who to play with. It was important for us that Rumble Pocket players still have the option to play this crazy multiplayer game with the other new Nintendo 3DS owners anywhere in the world, whenever they want. Uh, it's weird to think that Rumble won't have local multiplayer, but... It does kind of make sense to me, though, for a, for a mobile platform, you know? Like, I couldn't imagine five people in a room playing Rumble local on five different three DSs that, that, that would be, mm-hmm. it just, it, it seems a little, I don't know, a little bit unnatural to me, you know, like when I've seen it. Yeah, you probably have, but it's just to focus a lot of attention on something like that. That's probably going to happen rarely. You yeah. know, when you're on mobile, it's going to be like, it's going to be online 95% of yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. It'll, is it, for that game in particular, it's best that it has the online. Mm-hmm. Just because the odds of you getting five people around nowadays to play local is very low, um, so it's it's it just works better for that and for that particular game that relies on multiplayer interactivity. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, it's the best decision to make. If you had to choose one or the other, yeah, <clears throat> I would agree with that. I'd rather have have it or I'd rather it have both. But yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't mean like you still you can still play with your friends, but you're just playing online now, like. I could still come to your house with my DS. It's just, yo, we're just connecting online. It's not anything different, really. No, because you could set up, like, you could set up rooms and stuff like that, right? Well, we don't know what kind of, we don't know what they're giving us. <laughs> normally you can, right? Normally, yeah, but like, you normally, normally you can set up game. private rooms and invite people mm-hmm. and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So, there's no issue. There really is no issue here. Really. No. Unless you're in a place where you can't connect to the internet. That's the only issue. <laughs> this isn't uh, even news, Steve. <laughs> Come on, Steve. Jeez. Podcast is over. Yeah. Uh, so we're uh, we're in October, middle of October right now. Q1 2017. So it's March. So another five six months or so. Nice. Um, before the release of this, and that's it for Rumbo. But October 25th, at least in the next couple of days, you can get the the main game on Wii U in stores. So the main game. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. 
Uh, speaking of delays, Cuphead is delayed again. Uh, Coming mid-2017, uh, speaking on their blog, Studio MDHR said, Hey everyone, we wanted to finish our game 80 years after 1936, but it will now be 81. Throughout this year, we discussed reducing the scope to make 2016 release, but we made a difficult decision to delay the launch in order to ship with our vision intact. We are happy to announce that Cuphead will be coming to Xbox One, Windows 10, Steam in mid-2017. We are constantly humbled by your continued support. Love you all. Blah, 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 blah. Um, they're just going to go back to work. So it was planned for... This was like... When was this game announced? Because it was delayed till 2016 originally. Mm-hmm. I don't recall when it was announced, to be honest. I'm going to look it up right now. Because um, I remember writing a story last E3, not the one I went to, the one before that, saying it was delayed till 2016, and now it's delayed again. Began in 2010. Uh, when was it actually like? I mean, they've bitten off a lot with this game. Like, uh, you know, a crazy amount, I would say. That's just, uh, you know, all the hand-drawn stuff is, uh, you know, like if, it, you know, if you think of a, a, a new feature or something that you'd like to add, that, that, that tacks on way more work mm-hmm. than... Uh, <clears throat> um, Go ahead, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, according to the Wikipedia page, though the game was shown during the Xbox press event uh, at E3 2014 to a p- audience approval, Cuphead was not available to play. So it was shown first 2014 and probably playable 2015. All right, so this has been a large chunk of the last couple of years here. Mm-hmm. It's three years. Yeah, it said, I mean, it's in, that Wik- in that same Wikipedia, it says it, uh, its development began in 2010. Right. Well, you know, who knows? I might have just, yeah, exactly. just been a glint in their eye in 2010 or something. 2010 yeah. is probably they're counting their prototype phase, where probably. it was just an idea. Maybe they came up with the idea during a game jam. Possibly. Um, this does bring up sort of a question. This is the Yo. this is the third delay in recent memory because Below got delayed maybe a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and quench too wasn't there? Uh, that's right, quench. Yeah, I didn't report on that actually because it was sure. just like a Kickstarter thing. But yeah. that was delayed till 2017, I believe, Q1, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so a few delays here and there, but this game in particular kind of is is a little is a little bit different because it's just been delayed like so much. And so I wanted to bring to the table like, is there such a thing as a bad delay? Like, is your expectation or like do you guys have faith in this game still that it's going to be a fun or a good game because look at uh last guardian and final fantasy 15 which are like the two like those games are 10 years old mm. and fun both games i'm just kind of like going to get and i don't have the same expectations i would have like five years ago like last guardian i feel like it's just going to limp onto the scene and not really be anything i i could be wrong but but when you talk about Below, like, Capybara is a really well-established studio. Uh, they've proven time and time again that they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Runbow Pocket is is a port, so, I mean, I'm not really, like, the, the foundation of the game is still there. So I'm not right. really, you know, concerned about that one. But Cuphead being delayed, like, a year, like, almost two years from its initial release. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of raises some alarms of just, you know, is this game going to be, uh, like, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on this delay? Like, is it just kind of another delay and just ho hum, it'll be fine, or or what are you guys feeling? You want to t- you want to go, Brett? 
You can go first. <clears throat> I, I still do have faith in it, definitely. I think, um, you, you know, th- these guys are, are I, th- I believe, brand new on the scene, right? And they're, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, more artists than sort of game designers and developers at first, you know, who've, who've, who've hired the other facets to, to put this thing together. And I think there's a certain amount of sort of greenness that comes into play here where um, they've maybe bitten off more they could more than they could chew and don't necessarily have the dev experience of having released like a bunch of smaller titles or a bunch of uh, um, interim things before they've come to this one big you know Xbox title mm. I feel like maybe they've bitten off a little bit more than they were expecting it to be right um, in, in all reality uh normally before you do a console release you've probably released a few mobile things or or at least done a bunch of game jams and kind of have a little bit idea of the scope that it takes to 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 finish and complete a game um that coupled with you know the the detail and intensity that it takes to draw every single frame of every single animation and do it in that sort of old school cartoony style which is I'm sure extremely time consuming. I mean, you can imagine the amount of hours that would tack on just to create one new boss or one new level or one new character. Um, I could see it getting overblown really, really quickly. Um, I think, yeah, I I still think that there's lots of potential here. I think it's going to be a great game. I just think that, um, you know, they've kind of got, they, they jumped right into the deep end Mm -hmm. on this one. You know what I mean? And, that uh you know it's uh, it's kind of like like on the show that i'm working on now i jumped right into the deep end on that first episode i had no idea how difficult it was going to be it ended up being way more difficult than i thought and and you know taking a lot more out of me than i thought it was going to and i, I imagine this being a similar kind of situation you know mm-hmm. would you uh assuming the game would have been out this year if it had just been boss modes Mm-hmm. Would you have rather wanted this game to be out this year and just the the bosses? Because that's still like <clears throat> anytime I've seen this game at, at shows or whatever, it was at the Hand Eye Society Ball uh, like a few weeks ago. The boss, the bosses are still the main part of the game. Um, right, that's still the heart and soul of it. So, would you? I'm sure that's where they started. It's mostly fleshed out that that part of the game, right? And they kind of announced. It's weird to announce like such a feature as like adventure levels, but that's what they announced at E3 that it's going to have like adventure levels uh, in the game. So, would you rather have you know the the game that we're going to get in mid 2017, hopefully, or would you rather have like a boss rush mode? You know, the the art and all that stuff is still the same, uh, but this year, like, well. I mean, I'm sure they they go hand in hand, you know, like I think um, like part of me was wondering, oh, maybe, you know, you release the boss game stuff and maybe the, the adventure level stuff was paid DLC or something. But in reality, they're probably all intertwined in mm-hmm. some form of a story or, 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 or simple narrative of some sort. So it'd be a, a weird thing to release them separately. Um, and if they planned on doing the, the adventure mode thing, it's not like you could you know, add that later. So that, um, I mean, I would have been happy with, with the boss game, you know, something simpler, more concise. Um, but you know, who knows? Uh, Like I have no idea, you know, what ended up happening, but maybe, you know, 
Xbox had gone to them and said, what do you guys need, you know, financially and time-wise to, to really flesh this out and really make this something special and add this, add this platforming part to the game, you know? Yeah. Um, which, at which point they could have decided whether or not to do it. But, yeah, I, I would have been happy with, with just the boss level stuff. But, you know, you know how it is nowadays, man. People just, you know, people just rip things apart. So mm-hmm. no, it's true. Like we were just talking about No Man's Sky. Like yeah, exactly. Because how you know how beautiful the game is that people would love platforming and something like this. People would love some sort of collection uh, thing, you know. Um, but uh, you know, and and would probably be underwhelmed if it was just traveling from one boss to the next, you mm-hmm. know, because of all the potential that it has. Um, but people don't really you know i was actually reading an article or actually i was watching a video about this i can't remember if it was a game ranks video or what it was but it was like um a producer at naughty dog was talking about how the the production schedule for for triple a titles is just it's so untenable right now because everybody's expecting it, it it's not a game unless it has multiplayer you know it's not a game unless it has like a really involved uh like 10 hour narrative and and like there's there's just all of these facets to what make a triple A game that if you don't have all of those things in place then it's just simply not that you know yeah I think that was uh, wasn't that Amy whatever um, yeah that rings a bell um, she was like the lead writer content creator or whatever for the first Not three Uncharted's and then right. left and then uh, is now doing a Star Wars game yeah she was saying that it was like it was twelve hours a day every day including weekends and it yeah. was just crazy schedules and it was completely couldn't maintain that kind of a schedule because of of people's expectations nowadays right mm-hmm. and that's uh, why a lot of people are focusing on the mobile a lot of people are focusing on smaller experiences yeah brett your thought your thoughts well 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 you're just going to rip into this aren't you maybe <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to rip into it but this is the this is just like the classic case that everyone thinks they're a game designer you know there's Okay, so they made the like. There's there's a lot of things that could have happened here. One, they had the the main idea of, hey, we're gonna make this cool, old school art style game. We're just gonna focus on bosses, and that's gonna be the product. That was probably their original pitch, and they thought, you know what, that's a win. And on paper, it does sound like a win. And then what probably happened was they showed it off to people, and people played it and said, that's it, or now what? Right, because it's all just boss battles. So, a game like that that's come along recently is kind of uh, the game called Evolve, where it's you're fighting bosses in the 3D space and all that jazz. Um, so, this is not like a new concept, but it's new for just a 2D game, right? So, I think people expect way more when you like. As soon as I first ever seen that game. I was like, oh sweet, we're going to get a new action adventure platformer. It's going to be in this art style. It's going to be uh, dope boss fights and stuff like that. Like that's the pre-conceived notion of that look of that game. And probably when they started showing it off, everyone was thinking the same way as me, and they're like, "Oh, I thought there was adventure platforming and story and stuff like that in this game." Mm-hmm. And then they probably got scared, right? Because they want to sell this game probably at a nice premium price. So we'll say forty bucks. And if it's just boss battles, they're going to get ripped to shreds because I would not buy a game for forty dollars. That's just boss battles, right? <laughs> you think this will be just? It'll be forty bucks. 
Yeah, that seems a little high to me too, but but they got to make the well. It depends on how much funding they got from other sources, right? To make the like to do this work, the amount of hours put in, they got to try and recoup the their, their losses in the sense, right? I was thinking like half that though, like twenty bucks, like twenty bucks. Uh, they'd have to move a lot of units for the amount of time that they put into this game. They have to sell it at a, probably a good enough price where they can make some form of profit to make another game. It's hard to know though, right? Because Xbox, it's just yeah. it's exclusive to Xbox, so obviously there's money there. Yeah, probably. Um, and because Xbox, that, well, Microsoft probably shot them some good coin. And and because of that, Microsoft probably also says, "Hey, you have to sell this game at whatever amount of dollars." Probably because they probably have their own invested in- interest in it. Yeah, um, but like, I don't think Microsoft came by and said, "Hey, uh, you know, there's you gotta have more to this game. There's nothing else in it, right?" Because I'm sure Microsoft saw the original idea of it and were like, "Yeah, this is cool." That's what they invested in, right? That's what they invested in, you know. And I think maybe there's a lack of confidence in the game. Like when you see it being delayed to add in a new feature, it just makes me sit there and think, "Well, okay, they're not too confident in the whole product. They have to add in this new section of filler mm-hmm. to make it a complete product now." Yeah, like it's not polished. They're adding. It's literally yeah. they added new stuff. New stuff. Now yeah, they could. Great already. Yeah, they could have. They might have been able to go, hey, you know what? Let's release the game as is with just the boss fights, and this is what we wanted to release. And if it does good, it does good. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, And then they could have assessed looking at, hey, you know what? It's doing good. Let's add in a feature now or something. They uh, They could have pushed a patch out with a whole new feature. Like, if you look at a game like Shovel Knight, that's constantly coming up with a new feature because they're still going through the backlog of their Kickstarter, right? So, and it's working fine for them. So, you could maybe look at it and go, well, that's a full game experience comparatively to, to Cuphead. But they could have probably done the same thing and said, hey, you know what? We're going to release, um, here's the, the adventure mode that you guys wanted. It's done. Here you go, right? Mm-hmm. They could have tried that, but... Maybe they think it's a safer route just to say, hey, you know what? We're going to delay it and work on this adventure mode, and that's that. So. What, what do you guys think the odds are that this game gets delayed until late 2017? E3 comes out, the game's not out. or Yeah, like leading up to E3, <clears throat> game's not out yet. Mid-2017, let's say that ends in July. E3, I think that probably gets as late, as late as it ends up going, I would think. Yeah. If it goes any later, like I, I – like, this is one of those games where I don't think, like, I don't know if, like, the delay actually hurts the game. But I think if it gets into that weird category of, like, oh, it's been delayed again and again and again, then people are going to lose faith in the game regardless of how beautiful it looks. <laughs> Honestly, you know? that's where I kind of am. I'm just sort of, like, it, it was strange, too, when when uh, the demo that at the Hand-Eye Society mm-hmm. was the exact same demo that I played at E3, you know, yeah, but that's, that's, five you, months you ago. Can't, you can't be uh, you can't be uh, you can't be annoyed by that. No, but four, because but four weeks ago when it was at hand, I study was supposed to be out in in the next month or so. So when I oh. saw the same demo, I was just like, well, right, right, that, like, yeah. But that's that's their showcase demo, so it's probably because like pretty much what you do is you make a showcase demo, and that's the demo that goes everywhere all the time mm-hmm. because it takes a lot of work to make a specific one-off demo. So for them to say, hey, let's make another demo, cuts into development time. So this demo is the E3 demo, and this is it. Because they're on the way. They should, like as you yeah, said. it has to be tight and functional yeah, and have all right. the menus and everything operating the right. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like they, they can't just come up with a new demo for every new event that happens. So the, it, that's, that's 
not yeah. a bad thing. You can't you can't be angry about that one. No, too bad. But <laughs> the one thing is to answer your other question, the only company that I ever accept a demo uh, a delay from is Nintendo. So. Well, Nintendo just delays like everything. Like you, yeah. I'm <clears throat> so used to Nintendo delaying things, but I know that when they delay it, it's going to be amazing regardless. So, with the exception of Star Fox, but you know, they're still bad in 99 percent here. Yeah, that Star Fox game is bad. Um, yeah, that was a that was a horrible, horrible idea. But uh, yeah, like Nintendo is a company that I trust, so I don't care if they delay it because I know Zelda U is going to be amazing. Like if they said we we're delaying Zelda U again, I'd be like, all right, cool. It's going to be dope. I don't care. But that's the, that's the difference of being a powerful AAA studio. Like, if Ubisoft were to say, hey, Brett, we're coming out with Assassin's Creed, but we delayed it, I'd be angry. <laughs> like, I'd just be like, come on, guys. You're not Nintendo. <laughs> you don't have permission to do this. You don't have permission to do this, even if it is Assassin's Creed. This is probably why I don't work at Ubisoft. They probably listen to this. I'm like, <laughs> Brett. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I think they should hire me so I can work on Assassin's Creed. I'd be the best. Just like, okay, so now everything's going to be native. Everything, Assassin's Creed 3, just port that. <laughs> <laughs> Continue Connor's story over and over and over again. No, but we could. One, one thing, getting back to Cuphead here, like, like one thing that I've learned about um, following pretty closely all of the uh, No Man's Sky news and Aftermath and whatnot mm. is that um, – you know that your your advertising has to be spot on mm, right yes it does it really does have to be spot on and very honest and uh you know not that cuphead didn't wasn't honest they were they were honest with with what yeah. they had and as things popped up they were they were honest about what they wanted to accomplish with the game and, and mm-hmm. the delays and whatnot um but it does beg the question like you know would it would like if, if they had just come out and said you know, maybe this, maybe Cuphead had a subtitle like, you know, who's the boss or something like mm-hmm. that. And it was just, it was just a boss battle game from the get go. It was, it did not leave any room for speculation that yeah. it could have been something else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Then, then people's expectations would have been reined in right from the get go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that that, that that's why. Um, it, not that other people's expectations is why they, they ended up adding other features It may have just simply been you know that they were excited about what they had going and they wanted to stretch it out further and that's fine um, but if, if that wasn't the case I think for, especially for a new developer being like very honest of you know what you plan on accomplishing with something and anything else at that point is, is just a bonus and nobody has you know nobody else can say anything because they, they know from the get go what it's going to be you know I think that's a good thing to take out of it. Mm-hmm. And they, this is their first game. Like, I'm not shitting on them. Oh, you know, it, this this happened. Like, it's it happens. It happens. I'm sure the game's still gonna be dope. But oh, I'm sure I there's totally, a lot of uh, you know other circumstances that have led oh, to yeah. delays that that aren't even production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but feature creep is real. Yeah. Good talk. Mm-hmm. Number three. Uh, Severed's out now on 3DS for some reason. We've been talking Ooh. about Severed ever since episode one, <clears throat> and it's now out on every single platform it's been announced for, PlayStation Vita, mm-hmm. iOS, Wii U, and now 3DS, which I believe is crossed by with the Wii U version. Uh, now you can get it if you're a 3DS owner. I thought you were boycotting 3DS on the website. No, I, I would never <laughs> boycott it. On, no, I don't hate it that much. Come on, whatever. I just kidding. already talked about Rumble Pocket, too. Um, cool. No, it's just up until Rumble Pocket and Severed, 
there was no other Toronto like 3DS games. So, no, and I just particularly am not a fan. Like I just don't care about the 3DS. But whatever, other people are welcome to care about it. Um, so Severed was never um, <clears throat> an exclusive, was it, or was it an exclusive for for PS Vita at the beginning? Yeah, at the beginning, it started as place as a Vita exclusive that came out in March or so. Maybe maybe after bit after March, uh, and then at E three is when they announced that it's coming to iOS, Wii U, and and three uh, DS. However, they never really like they announced it at PlayStation Experience uh, two years ago now, I believe, and it was exclusive to Vita. But I think everyone just knowing what the Vita is and the writings on the wall and that it's a touch screen and and there's other platforms it could have been on. I don't think anyone was like super surprised, including everyone on this podcast, that it was announced for other devices. So. So the writing was on the wall already because of PS Vita's, like, it was just on its last legs. Yeah, like, when it was announced, uh, the Vita was still in a good place. Um, but I think even, like, when it was announced, people kind of, like, knew, you know, it was announced at a Sony conference. So obviously they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, oh, by the way, it's also coming to Wii U. Um, but, I, but, like, I don't think anyone was really surprised when this jump shipped. Um Gotta get that money. Plus, Drinkbox had a history of releasing on what on a Sony conf- a console and then releasing porting on to everything else. Because Guacamelee started as a PS3 and Vita game, mm. and has since been ported to like every single thing you can think of. Mm. Intriguing. It's on Xbox One. It's on Wii U. It's on PC, etc. So uh, we now don't know what Drinkbox is working on. Uh, everything like this is the last kind of like announced thing. PlayStation Experience is in two months in Arizona, I believe, in December at some point. Uh, they might announce something then, or they might not have anything yet and wait until next year. We'll have to wait and see. Mm, cool. Hopefully it's Guacamelee cool. too. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah, I mean, I they they've now they're now the studio where I can like whatever they announce, I'll be down with. Mm. Um, if they if they say you know releasing whatever for exclusive to nx i'm down with that mm-hmm. uh but i would love a guacamelee too like another metroidvania style game from them would be dope i could see it happening so severed's out now on 3ds i don't know what it, what it costs actually let me look it up um because <laughs> i think it's crossed by with the wii u so uh, uh i can't remember if it is to be honest <clears throat> uh, let's see if i can buy or own the Nintendo 3DS version of Severed and receive a free digital copy of the Wii U version and vice versa oh that's cool uh I don't see a, oh wait buy digital I gotta log in and all this shit alright yeah. um number four Steel Crate Games releases keep talking and nobody explodes on PlayStation VR so not Toronto developer but they are Ottawa developer Brett was living in Ottawa so there's the connection you <laughs> Ottawa uh, I haven't played this game yet uh, either on PC or on PSVR. But it's like a puzzle. Like, I guess there's like, mm. it's a multiplayer game. And so three or four people are kind of uh, have clues to defuse a bomb. And then there's one person who has to actually defuse the bomb. And you have to kind of work together and stuff like that. I haven't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't played it. Has anyone here played it? It came in third in our voting for game of the year last year. Oh. No, I haven't played it. But I love the concept. Mm-hmm. I, I I love the uh, concept because <clears throat> you know the one the only thing that really I don't dig about VR right now. <clears throat> and keep in mind, I've only tried it a few times. I haven't even tried the PlayStation VR yet, which I really want to try. But 
um, is that it, it's, it is a kind of a solitary experience. Mm-hmm. And I really like the fact that other people in the room can be involved in the gameplay and can sort of help you and, and tell you things and whatnot. Um, and then if you can, you know, see, like, it'd be cool to have maybe like a, a picture in picture where, where people in the room can see what you're looking at, but also have like some other information that they can draw upon to help you with, with the things, the tasks that you're doing or something like that, that, that sort of cooperative thing is great. And then somebody else can try the VR gear and everybody in the room can have some fun playing with it as opposed to just, you know, just one person. Mm-hmm. Getting to do, I mean, obviously, you know, you have the, the camera and, and the screen and whatnot, people can watch you play, but it's nice to have them, uh, you know, interactive with the gameplay. That's that's brilliant. That's something that I haven't really seen a lot of. So there's uh, the with with the VR, anyways, with the PSVR, it, it does like do a lot of screen sharing. So whatever I'm looking at in the thing is what's mm-hmm. on the TV. Mm-hmm. However, there's a game. Uh, at least the game that I've seen is uh, Playroom VR, PlayStation Playroom VR. Um, and it's kind of like a Mario Party-esque sort of thing. So mm-hmm. the one of the games is like, you know, I'm a cat uh, behind these sort of curtains. And as I move my head forward, uh, like the curtains kind of go away and then I'll, I'll see what's in front of me. And then what's on the TV is people who are uh, mice um, who are kind of hiding in tin cans. And it's kind of like a, you know, What's that game where you say red light and then you can run around, or green light and then you can run around and the red yep. light gets stopped? It's basically that, but what's what I'm seeing on VR is not what's on the TV. So mm-hmm. there are experiences like that where you can have like someone in the room still playing with you uh, and seeing something different on that's VR. Key. So that's I'm guessing key. that's what <clears throat> this is. I was going to pick it up, but I don't know anyone else who has picked up like a PSVR. Uh, and I would want to play this with someone I know, not some like stranger. So if you have PlayStation VR and you listen to this podcast, hit me up on Twitter at uh, Toronto Game Devs hey, and uh, we can play. You have to have more than one PlayStation VR to play this? I have no idea. But I, no, I, I don't think so. It's online multiplayer, isn't it? I thought I thought it was um, you, like the person with the VR helmet on has the bomb mm. and the people in the room can look at the screen and give you information about about how to defuse that particular bomb okay that's more likely maybe we'll pick this up then i think that's what it is maybe we'll just, it's 15 bucks maybe i'll just buy it and see mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah cut my losses do it uh but this game yeah it has a it has like a cult following but it is exclusive to psvr and playstation 4 so mm-hmm. boom um brad have you played this game or no nope oh. wait uh the bomb one keep talking yeah um, I, they, I've seen this game, uh, when I was at, uh, where was I? Uh, the, this game was made at like the Ottawa game jam one year. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I believe, yeah. The original like prototype of it was made at, uh, one of their game jams. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've seen, I forget the next game that they worked on that, but they were at the game jam that I, my first game jam out there. And, uh, I met the guys, uh, they probably don't remember me, but I said hi to them. That was about it. Nice. Cool. Yeah, because I was like, "Oh, you guys made that game." Because they were talking like it wasn't in like super developed mode, but they were developing it because they made it the, the year prior, and they were like, and it did good at the that game jam. Like I think it was the game of their the game of the jam, so to speak. Right. And then they kept developing it, and that's where it is today. But yeah, it started from the Ottawa Game Jam. Start from so the if you're out there, go to the Ottawa Game Jam. It's at Algonquin once a year. 
Boom. Um, that's it for news time. News, news, news. Just want to give a shout out to patrons who get this podcast early. Uh, yeah. Brian, Jean, yeah, Rory, yeah, Tabby. We're not going to do that for everyone. <laughs> Gigi, Renaud, Tyler, Stephen, Lee, Devin, Toby, Dan, Chris, Anthony, and Aaron. Um, thanks, everyone. And as a friendly reminder, any patrons that I get this month will count as, or I'll double it uh, for the extra life, which is November fifth next week. Sorry, next month. Um, I'll be playing a bunch of Toronto developed games and probably Skyrim and probably a few other things. PlayStation VR, maybe. Mm. Uh, I'll be streaming everything. Brett, are you still doing it? For Extra Life? Yeah. Yep, I had my first uh, donation. Are you on Team Toronto Game Does? Nope, not yet. Oh. Um, yeah, I got my first donation. Someone donated 25 bucks. There you go. Was that Dan? Nope, Dan is being stingy to me. No, but I I will. Yeah, sure you will. Sure. Not with that attitude. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, his name is Aaron McLeod. There you go, Aaron. And he he hooked it up 25 bucks. So whoever else wants to hook it up, we're doing Aaron, it for McMaster Aaron, kids. Doing it up right. So we're doing it for the McMaster's Children's Hospital here in Hamilton, keeping it down, locked down, H-Town. I've got two gangsters. That was weird. <laughs> Does anyone call it H-Town? I might be the only one that calls it H-Town. <laughs> That's fair. The everybody else probably says stupid names for it, but I always, I've always called it H-Town. The Hammer. So, the Hammer. That's the one. That's Steel cool. Town. Actually, funny story, funny story. Um, I was talking to, who was I talking to? Alex from uh, 13 AM Games, because uh, I got together with him over the last week on Tuesday. Um, no scoop there, but we, we got together, did a little <laughs> coffee time talk, and uh, I told him, like, yeah, I'm on my way to the big smoke. I'll see you soon. And he's like, what the hell's the big smoke? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, man, you're so young. <laughs> Because that's the, like one of the old school uh, slangs for Toronto is called the Big Smoke, and uh, people don't call it that anymore except for me. So yeah, old timey Brett. Wait, oh. Toronto is the Big Smoke? Yeah, it's one of their original nicknames. Why? Uh, because it's it comes from like like Toronto is kind of like classified as like New London, so to speak. And since London was always smoky and foggy and stuff, that's why it was called the Big Smoke. So, I also think it's called the Big Smoke from Hamilton because from Hamilton to Toronto to see it, it's in a fog of smoke usually because Hamilton was so smoky. But we called it the Big Smoke. Mm-hmm. But also, Toronto was also called Hogtown at one time. So there's like Toronto's had a lot of nicknames, but Big Smoke is what most Hamiltonians call Toronto. Yeah. Little history, little history. In his book, Naming Canada, Stories About Canadian Place Names, Alan Rayburn suggests the term the Big Smoke may have its roots in an Australian Aboriginal comment regarding industrial Australian cities. Australian cities. Oh, whatever. They're all the same. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Apparently, there you go. So, Toronto, one of the nicknames. Toronto has uh, plenty of nicknames. Hogtown, Queen City, Toronto the Good, Muddy York, the Athens of the Dominion, the city that works, Hollywood North, T dot, and the Big Smoke. And this might yeah. be a little bit old because now the six is basically yeah. The six is the new one. Yeah, it's from 2010. So thanks, Drake. <laughs> uh, best, best contribution he's ever made. Let's call it the six. Yo, I don't mind his music. Um, oh come on now. Yo, start from the bottom. Start from the bottom. Now I'm here. 
Blah, 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 blah. I watched him on Degrassi. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, he, he sure started from the bottom. <laughs> uh, we didn't get any questions this week, but we can still talk about the games we've been playing and PlayStation VR and whatnot. Uh, Brett, what have you been playing? Um, so I've been playing Starbound, Terraria, and I started back up with Stardew Valley, and I'm addicted once again. So that's what I've been playing. The, the, the new patch for Stardew Valley was a good one. So they came out with some new stuff, and I really wanted to get back into it. So I've been playing it for a couple days now. Well, I stream it. So everyone who's watching me on the stream, you know, Twitch at Brett Meeser. So I stream that and a couple other games too. So that's what I've been – that's my rotation right now. Uh, House Salon 6 kind of dropped out of rotation because the Stardew Valley is a much better game. So that's what happened. Sorry, Hasselon 6. Uh, quick, that reminds me, uh, Dwaro's uh, Lesbic Entertainment was on the show a few weeks ago. Last week? Yep. Two weeks ago? Yep. Uh, they hit their Kickstarter fungal of $12,000. They're now right. on their way to their first first stretch goal, which is 15, so they're about 2000 away from that. Mm-hmm. How many which, days left? 14, so they still got two weeks. So if you're listening to this at any time in August, uh, check out Kickstarter. Um, just Google Kickstarter Dwaro's is how you'll find it, but... Congrats to them. Uh, I'm excited to get that one. Me too. Brett, continue. Um, yeah, when it, well, I'll, I'll be streaming Dwaros whenever that comes out. So, did they have the? Did they tell us when it was expected? I don't nope. think they did. I guess they mentioned. It, they mentioned. Uh, I think they mentioned an alpha, but that's about it. Yeah. So it says estimate delivery May 2017. So sometime next year is when it'll mm-hmm. come out. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan. Couldn't get anything in this week. Nothing. Not a thing this week. I feel bad. I played games all like for the last like three days straight. It was great. Yeah, no, I I couldn't. I had to I had to get two. I had to get twice as much work this week done as normal. So I just oh, so you had your show. Yeah, I see. So it's all good. Didn't even get a chance to like on, sit on the toilet playing some. Uh, uh, capsule infinite or anything on the phone no mm-hmm. i just uh, lately lately all i do on the phone is uh read up like synthesizer reviews and like check out synth demos and stuff like that which is you know it's what it is <laughs> uh it's actually what i'm doing right now while you guys are talking <laughs> <laughs> thanks for nice, nice, to be nice. frank <laughs> uh so i got playstation vr on thursday Oh, okay, I want to listen to this. Let me turn this off. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I got it on, on Thursday. Uh, I, I originally just pre-ordered, like, the normal version, uh, like, the bundle or whatever. Um, but then I opted in to get, like, the, the camera and the move controller uh, and VR Worlds. Which is too bad because VR Worlds is, is probably, like, the weakest game that I've played. But anyways, uh, I'm, I'm such a believer in VR now. I... I'm just, oh, it's so good. There's, wow. I, it obviously depends on the games and the developers and stuff. And some games are better than others. Like the, the, the VR worlds games are like, just not really that fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but then mm-hmm. I played like the Tomb Raider mode. Uh, Tomb Raider has like kind of a gone home DLC part of it, uh, where you get to explore the lot, the croft, uh, manor. Oh, and, uh, and you kind of just like the, this, the overarching story is that you need to find your dad's will, 
um, because your uncle is about to like take over the the mansion and tear it down. So it's like the night before or whatever, and you had to find a will, and you, and you basically just learn the whole history of the Croft like uh, background, and it's freaking awesome. And so, what's weird is so there's a lot of people talking about like you know motion sickness and stuff like that. And some games I'm getting it. There's a luge game in VR worlds which just rocked me. Like you're basically just luging down this this uh, <laughs> you know this this road or whatever, and I. I couldn't even do do it for like a minute. Like it just, I got such a head rush for it. Um, but then Tomb Raider, you know, you're you, there's two different modes. There's casual mode and there's like free mode or something like that. In casual mode, you're just like standing in one place and you can look around and stuff like that. And then you hold R two to kind of warp and you see like a silhouette of uh, Laura and you you warp to it. And uh, it sounds kind of weird, but you get the hang of it and you start controlling it. And I got no motion sickness whatsoever. But then I'm playing, and then it's just the same mode, but it's now like a kind of a free range, like you, like basically first person adventure where you just you get to walk around. And I got a little bit of motion sickness, and it was kind of weird because like the way I was controlling Laura by just warping, I was like looking around and warping super fast. I got really good at it. I got no head sick, head rushes or anything. But then I was mm-hmm. I switched that other mode, and I started gaining them. So I don't know if it's like you just gotta get used to it or what have you, but. Do you think it's because you know it's fooling your brain and you're actually just sitting still? But but when you're moving forward like fluidly, you know your brain is getting fooled and thinks that it should be moving when you're not. Like maybe I, I don't know. I also heard another theory about how like when you're like when you're looking, not in VR, just in normal life, you could see like the outline of your nose, and that's like always consistent and always there. Whereas VR doesn't have that. There isn't like a point that I can see that my eyes can like you know. Uh, that's just like a reference point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your brain doesn't, and it's not a matter of like, that's what you need. It's just your brain's not used to that. So like, you're always looking, you can I always see sort of the tip of your nose. But with mm-hmm. VR, you can't do that. But <clears throat> Tomb Raider has a dope mode. There's a PlayStation VR Worlds uh, demo, or like, it's, it's basically Mario Party. Uh, and it's awesome. Like that's probably, and it's free download. So it's, there's a lot of great games in there. There's like basically a Mario World platformer uh where you're like the camera and it's like kind of a 15 minute level and it it's so good like it uh it's it's really awesome um vr worlds is just meh whatever it's like if you already have the playstation camera and move controllers for some reason you could probably skip out on the bundle because like vr worlds is not worth it uh, and then the demo disc that it comes with uh has you know there's some hit and misses there so like drive club which is the one i was really excited about um, that was like to me that was the obvious buy uh it's kind of grainy and doesn't like really look that great mm-hmm. uh control wise it's fine it's still drive club and, and all that stuff but like just the, the draw distance of it it's not that great but then like something like resident Evil 7 demo or uh the the worker then what's it called the job job simulator oh yeah really funny really really cute uh awesome games so i'm completely sold it's such a like sweet experience um, that I'm I'm sold as long as like developers obviously continue making experiences for it. You're right. What's up? No, I, I was agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, as long as it has like the developers behind it, like Resident Evil Seven. I think the two big games that are kind of coming out soonish are Resident Evil Seven and this game called Farpoint, which is a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as long as it has like legs, like if if we're talking like a year from now, pardon me, a year from now, and there's like no games, it's basically the PlayStation Vita, then. It's, I'm just, you know, it's going to stain a little bit more because it was. I dropped seven hundred dollars on Thursday for this thing. Yeah, 
Um, but the fact, to me, the fact that there's so much, you know, there's it's not just Sony doing PlayStation VR. There's HTC Vive and there's Oculus, uh, which means developers will want to just port all their stuff. And there's a lot of like development going on. Um, you know, I'm I'm excited. VR Suite, I'm sold. Any questions? No. <laughs> Uh, no questions. I want to try it. Like I, I don't. I, I'm on. I don't know. This is a, you're like oh, you're not really. Yeah, you're not really feeling it, right? No, I'm not. Like I, uh, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about it. Like I, I, I respect it, and I hope it does good. But at the same time, I just look at it as like hmm, right now. It feels like it's too much of a gimmick. Um, but. I'm hoping that dope content, like it needs the dope content for me to really get behind it. Mm. So that's why I'm just going to be kind of on the fence until like that killer app comes out. Like if Nintendo were to just drop like, yo, here's Zelda in VR, boom, on board. But that's not happening. So I'm waiting for see maybe Ubisoft's going to give us a cool experience. Like I need that, I need that experience for me to really get there. Yeah. Like so I'm I'm waiting. I hope it's good. Maybe ten years it'll be dope, but I'm hoping I want VR to do good so it catapults us to a better direction of interactive games. This is like step one, so I don't want to shit on it too much, but I hope it catapults us towards like hollow like hollow decks and stuff like that. Like that's where I want to go to, so I will support it that way. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to spend money on it yet either. It's too expensive. Oh. Yeah, I mean, PlayStation VR is like the cheaper of the options. Yeah. And, and, still, and it still drops $700. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you want to go to the big boy stuff, that's like I'm kind of looking at the Sony stuff as like the Fisher Price VR. And then there's the big boy stuff, the Lamborghinis out there. So you can get the Fisher Price VR for seven bills or you go for the Lamborghini, which is like 2,000 bills, right? Yeah. So. I'm glad that there's this entry level VR that can make it more accessible to people if they're willing to spend $700. That's cool. Um, so I'm I'm hoping things, good things happen from it. But I'm I'm like, I personally just don't care right now because there's not an experience that I want to play on it yet. That's fair. So, uh, have you ever been a fan of the Resident Evil games? Oh uh, yeah, the originals, like one, two, four, and that's it. Not three. Uh, I got tired of. Resident Evil around three, okay. <laughs> but I really liked one. I really, two is really dope, and then three I was like, yeah, okay, I'm getting tired of this franchise. And then four was like, oh, this is cool. And then five, six, and well, we're on to seven now, right? Five yeah, and that's... six, I have them, but I actually haven't played them. But everyone's kind of just like, oh, they're so arcadey. Don't waste, don't waste your time. So five is okay if you got a friend to play with. Six is absolute garbage. Um, mm. Four, four was like the game changer. That game was dope. Uh, I love two. I think two out of all of them. Like I know everyone says four is their favorite, but I really thought two was a great game. It's like tied for me. Mm. Uh, they're both kind of different. They're different games, right? Like four is yeah. definitely much more like actiony and stuff like that. Two is like I have very fond memories of two. Um, yeah, me too. But yeah, I'm down with PlayStation VR. And and then the other thing I've been playing is Tomb Raider, which Rise of the Tomb Raider rather. Mm-hmm. Which just blows Uncharted Four out of the water. It's not Does even it? I saw you tweet about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Uncharted Four just didn't do enough to like evolve itself from three. Like, yeah, the story mm-hmm. and the cinematics and the narrative is like top notch and like probably the best in the entire like the, the 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 cinematics in that game are just like amazing. But mm-hmm. 
you know, like Tomb Raider is an open world. It's a, it's a world that's way funner to explore when you like find like, uh, you know, relics and stuff like that. Lara like gives her own little sort of, she nerds out on it and just like talks about Mm it. So everything kind of has, uh, reason to be in there. Um, you can craft things. There's more weapons. There's you, there's kind of like there's a leveling up system. Like there's more game there. Mm-hmm. And then Uncharted Four, like you just it's the same mechanics and shit as one. And right. but it's just like a prettier, like more fleshed out narrative. But the the gunplay is just is boring. Like when I was mm-hmm. playing that game, I was I was just like waiting to just finish get to the next story thing. Whereas right. Tomb Raider, I'm I'm wholly invested in like yeah yeah like it's no contest to me like i can't i was watching which is the which which tomb raider are you talking about rise of the tomb raider so it came out last year so i'm a little late on it but it just came out uh like a couple days ago on ps4 yeah it's oh wait hold on it's only like 25 bucks on the steam store yeah like it it came out on steam like a year ago yeah so uh, like I liked Uncharted Four. I wish they made Last of Us Two because Last of Us Two, Last of Us Two had those like, uh, like those advancements too. Like you can craft, yeah. and and scrounge around and and like you would find like notes and stuff and like you would mm-hmm. kind of learn every level. You would kind of learn a little bit about what happened at level. Like there's a good part right. in Last of Us where you kind of find this like sewer like city, mm-hmm. and you kind of, and but it's there's no one left there, so you kind of like figure out what had happened, um, right. In that like sort of little sewer city, Dan, you know the part I'm talking about, right? Um, I don't recall. What? You're Excuse with me. you're with the you're with the guy and the 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 guy and his brother or whatever. <clears throat> and anyways, you you find out like more about like each level that you kind of go in. Like each level mm. has its own reason to exist. Yeah, Uncharted Four doesn't. They just like picked the the venues that they wanted <laughs> to kind of to make. Yeah, yeah, and then they just put a game wrapped around it. And, yeah, I think I think I've I've. I think I've gone on record a couple times on this podcast saying that I'm not a fan of Uncharted. The thing is, like, I like Uncharted. Like, I like the series. It's just when you compare it to Last of Us and and yeah. and, two, and the two recent Tomb Raider games. Yeah, it's no contest. Like, I don't. I came like I just don't see it how people like view that game. Those games higher. Like some people will say Uncharted three and four and whatever, like the best games in the last like 10 years, which I don't see at all. They're fun games, but the best games in the last 10 years. I would. Yeah. I would. Who would ever say such a thing? Donkey Kong tropical freeze is better than that game. <laughs> that game <laughs> yeah. You heard me. You want to talk about difficult games. That game is really, really difficult. You want to talk about a real good game instead of silly uncharted. Go play Tropical Country. Um, I mean, Uncharted Three is is probably regarded as like one of the best games on PS3. What? Here, let me look up. Uh, uh, don't no. <laughs> Kill I don't care what here. people say. Just dumb. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I feel like that's it, it. Has that sort of thing. Well, I mean, never Dan, liked, you, the, the thing I liked about Uncharted was the story and the characters. When I played through the series. That was the only thing that was moderately interesting. And then the gameplay, like the actual mechanics built around this game, I felt were like just super sloppy. So, and I never, I hated throwing grenades so much. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just, not- I, just, I just remember Pam laughing at me when I was throwing grenades and killing myself with them. <laughs> They're just, just not like, fun. Like, it's just not, not as fun game. to me. Yeah. I don't know. You can play, there's, there's better games. But I'm, which is, <laughs> there's better games out there, guys. <laughs> called Rise of the Tomb Raider. So, 
I'm I'm so down with Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's so good. Um, Do I have Tomb Raider? I thought I bought one of the packs. That being said, that being said, Last of Us is still like one of my favorite games. So maybe that's where this like kind of like really figured it all out was that Last of Us. Yeah, I don't you think know? they wanted to make an Uncharted four. You know what? They probably. You know what? They probably didn't. And then Sony backed up the truck of money. And was like, yo, can you make this? Like, All right. Uh, you, think I guess. Make, you think Last of Us 4 is going to be on PS4? Last of Us 2, you mean? 2? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. it will be, be kind of like the swan song that Last of Us was. I think you, I think, depend, oh, well, I don't know what the Sony uh, lifespans are right now because they're going through all kinds of stuff. But I could see it being like one of the end games. I don't think it, I don't know. It could be like one of the, the last games they make for that console. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, same. Like Last of Us was 2013 or something. Last of Us was the last game for the console. Well, not the last game, but the last big game for it. It was the last game and the first game kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah, because they ported it to PS4. Um, yeah, I would say that. It's kind of weird though. This, this like, that was, PS3 is like 10 years old mm. or like at that point. Yeah. Uh, and the PS4, you know, with PS4 Pro and Scorpio and shit, like. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to, to like i don't know where this game's going to fall into the spectrum of what they're working on now because like now they're doing this iteration design on consoles which is so stupid but um oh man sorry farming simulator 17 is coming out (laughs) i got i got sidetracked you got me looking at steam to look at tomb raider games and uh farming simulator 17 just came up on my my screen boom and you should put all that farming energy into actually farming. Yeah. No, that's too much work, man. <laughs> I've, I've, I told, I lived on a farm. I'm just saying. So, anyways, saying. I've been there, man. PSVR is dope. Tomb, Rise of the Tomb Raider is dope. Um, I'm a believer in VR. I mean, I haven't played Oculus or or HD. I, the only Oculus I've ever played was like student demos at Level Up. Yeah. Uh, I've never actually. This is like the first time I'm actually playing like a full, like a like full fledged game made by real like developers. Not <laughs> way to poop on those student developers. No, they're fine. But... Made by real developers, kids. <laughs> no, I, I love the Oddbird Studio guys. Come on, they know what's up. They didn't even make a VR game. No, I know, but I'm not. I'm not pooping on all uh, yeah. student developers. Uh, no tweet of the week this week because composing Dan. Did not tweet. Not a single tweet? Well, you tweeted about the show, but I'm not going to make that tweet of the week because the show is over. Yeah. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) But if you want to see him tweet three or four times a week, you can do so at Composing Dan on Twitter. Brett, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me at Brett Meester on the Twitter, the Grams, the Facebook, and Twitch. Huh? You mean Instagram? Yeah, we call it Grams, man. God, you gotta be hip, Steve. <laughs> we call them Grams. No, it's okay. Uh, no, it's that's not, that is legit. To all the people who are listening to the show, tweet me what you call Instagram. I'm just gonna search this right now. If I Google the Grams, uh, I don't have Instagram. I don't have Instagram either. If I Google the Grams, Instagram is not one of the things that comes up. So if Google well, doesn't say it, then it's not true. Okay, hold on. Instagram <laughs> slang term. 
Uh, while Brett looks that up, you can follow us at Tron Game Does on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on YouTube, which I'm going to start up again soon. Uh, go to the site TronGameDoes.com if you're interested in Tron developed games. Uh, uh, five star Patreon. Uh, TronGameDoes.com or sorry Patreon.com slash TronGameDoes. There's also a Design by Humans slash Shop slash TronGameDoes. There's mugs now. You can get a mug with the logo on it. Coffee mug. Oh, send me one. Uh, you can, yeah, you just have to go to the site. Just said and print in your credit card. Um, in Brett's defense, if you go to the bottom where it says search related to the grams, it does say Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Where? Right. Searches related to the grams does say Instagram. You got to get hit with the street, man. Mm. This is what happens when you stay in that VR world, man. You're missing out on life. <laughs> <laughs> VR is amazing. It's so good. Um I'm interested to see how the PS4 Pro like handles it. If there's any sort of noticeable difference or anything like that, mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see. Cool. That's it for this week. Uh, that was episode 56. Awesome Matthews is uh, savior of the Maple Leafs and Blue Jays season is over. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, Man, who it's not cares? over till it's over. The Leafs are still going to lose, guys. Get it out of your head. No, you're just upset because Montreal lost. Did they I'm lose? not upset. I'm not. You're a Montreal Canadiens fan, right? Yeah, but I'm not upset. I don't lose sleep over sports anymore, man. No? No. Mm. I don't either. Wait till the Spurs come back. A couple more weeks. Actually, wait, days. Like one week, isn't it? Yeah, preseason starts, what, next week? Preseason is already going on. Oh, see? I'm out of the loop of my preseason. I don't care. For, actually, I don't. anyone who's listening... I don't care about preseason. Preseason basketball is like the the stupidest preseason. It's the worst. It's the, it means nothing. It's, it's, it's just like open tryout. Yeah. They don't like football is a complicated sport. They got to do all their their, yeah. their plays. Hockey, you got to get like it's, you know, you have a bunch of young players and stuff like that. Like even the like they don't even put out the B squad. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> like they don't. It's the worst players out there going out. It's just like, oh, whatever. Like hockey, you will have tryouts and stuff like that. And you'll have mm-hmm. like more than you know i'll have like 30 yeah. 40 players that's a lot of players baseball you'll have like 50 players yeah basketball they still throw out the same 10 dudes like they, yeah it's the most useless preseason ever yeah it's always the bottom bench what like the bottom of the bench like for if you're a spurs fan you're gonna see some decent players but like it's just like oh it's it's pre it means nothing for basketball it doesn't man the spurs could go like oh and 20 it means nothing <laughs> Yeah, like I know, like every, I, I actually like for all sports, preseason means nothing. Like everyone's like, oh, because Montreal went like ten and zero one year, and they're like, oh, cup. It's like no, <laughs> no one cares about preseason. It means nothing. Uh, but I'm really since we're at the end of talking about sports, I'm really curious to see how my Spurs are going to do this year when it comes with no Tim Duncan. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I'm interested in seeing that too. Where are the Raptors? So I still think they're going to be in like the top three, though, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think it's still going to be Spurs, uh, Golden State, and um, and uh, Clippers. I think so too. I think OKC will be a distant fourth. Mm, yeah, Westbrook is dope, but he's not like sixty games dope, like sixty mm-hmm. wins. I mean, so yeah, I agree. So we'll see. Anyways, that's the podcast. See you guys later. Bye. Peace.